0: FM to get started.
1: We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin. Tonight, the After Buzz Network's hit after show for Z Nation will be covering season four, episode nine this evening. Their top story tonight, a special guest joining them via Skype. More on this at 11. Stay tuned.
2: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz
1: begin You're darned right I will look for any and all excuse to use the 1940s newscaster voice <laughs> because it's amazing It's fun It it's is just so a- good You know what else was fun this freaking episode! Yes! I gotta say, hands down, I think this was my favorite this season so This far. has
0: also been my favorite so far this season. It was a joy to watch.
1: Well, let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Hey there, Z Nation fans! Welcome to another episode of the Z Nation After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, uh, we are talking about Season 4, Episode 9. We interrupt this program. Uh, with me tonight, to my left, is the lovely Katie Cullen. Hi all my buddies. You can follow me all over the social media at KIAJ, that is K I A. X-E-T. Sadly, our uh, correspondent Michelle Cullen is out on a field report. Uh, she's actually a little under the weather, so please send her your well wishes. We miss her, and we hope she gets better soon.
0: We sent her home to recover instead of uh, slapping a bandage on that bite and having her in the studio, and we kind of figured that that was the correct course of action. If there's anything to be learned from this episode tonight,
1: quarantine. Yeah. Quarantine. Don't bring that into the studio. Uh, it's kind of funny, because it's that time of year, too, where, like, just people People are getting sick oh, yes. when one person at after buzz gets sick everyone gets oh sick. yeah <laughs> um, but anyway i'm megan salinas you guys can tweet at me at the penguin that's t-h-e-m-e-n-g-u-i-n we are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag abtvz nation katie's got you covered on the live chat for those of you guys watching live uh and joining us via skype we have a very special guest michael oakes or as you might not know him mr sunshine is on the line with us how are you
0: doing michael
2: I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for coming on. This is the first time that we've seen Mr. Sunshine in a while. Have you been uh, looking forward to his reappearance in the series?
2: Well, I have been, you know, and uh, um, people have been asking me, I thought you were going to be on. When, when are you on again? So, you know, I just have to kind of keep it under my, I can't give any secrets away, <laughs> so I just keep saying, keep watching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like that's the best advice for viewers of this show. Just keep watching. Just keep watching. Use that hashtag Renew Z Nation. <laughs> hashtag Renew
1: Z Nation. Yep. Um, well, obviously, yeah. we don't want you to give anything away. So whenever we guess something correctly, how about you blink once for, for yes and two
2: for no
0: <laughs> <laughs> for those of yeah. you listening all right have you got me on video there no the, uh... okay. <laughs> for those of you listening to the uh itunes audio version yeah it's not a video call <laughs> so... <laughs>
1: so yeah let's talk about mr sunshine a little bit how um how did you uh end up getting involved with z nation this season what was uh like how did you hear about the show initially
2: Uh, Well, you know, I've actually, I've auditioned for this show 13 times since the inception. Um, Yeah, the original role I read for was actually Doc, which would have uh, made a very different show. I'm actually glad Russell got it because he's he's much better in the role than I would have been. Um, But yeah, so they've been calling me in for uh, various roles over the years and uh, then I finally lucked out on this one. So it was pretty exciting. Um, it was kind of an unusual process Because Sunshine doesn't have any dialogue I actually went in um, And read the founder The founder role And oh. thought that's what I was reading for So yeah, that was interesting I read the dinner scene um, From episode one um, And then got the call So yeah And didn't have any idea what my character was about The first day I arrived I I, I arrived only knowing my name And that I was sinister <laughs>
0: We want you to sit here and look really intimidating. Can you do that?
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I have a background. Uh, I used to do haunted houses when I was in my late teens and early 20s, so really? I think it's paid off, and I've always been a huge horror fan as well. So, uh,
0: Well, I feel like you need to talk to Megan then, because she's our resident <laughs> horror expert here. What's your favorite oh, really? scary movie?
2: <laughs> Oh gosh, there's so many. Well, The Exorcist, of course, always stands ah, out. That's classic. Just always one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> that is an excellent. I was pick. really, I
2: was, I was really thrilled to get to work with Michael Berryman because uh, I've always been a fan of the, the Hills Have Eyes.
1: Oh yeah, that must have been a tree.
2: Oh, it was. It was. When I, I couldn't wait to get on set to find out who got that role, who's, <laughs> who's actually in the role. So it was pretty, pretty cool to work with him.
1: And then to find out that that was the role you read for, that must have been pretty fun.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, that was, yeah. When I got the call from my agent it said, well, you got the role, but it's not the role you read for. So it was like, okay, great. I've, uh, <laughs> 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 kind of, kind of fun.
1: But uh Mr. Sunshine though, yeah, uh given that all of the direction that you had was be sinister, I feel like definitely in his introduction, you kinda nailed it. Oh my that god, yes. Dinner scene was one of the most <laughs> uncomfortable, unsettling things this show has
0: ever done. And it's it's gone some places. And that slow clap was a work of art
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was surprised how much attention that got it just sort of came off the top of my head when they called action it just sort of happened organically really?
0: that wasn't in the script
2: <laughs> no it, well i mean the the applause was but not how to do it or what to do or any of that uh, so the backhanded clap was just sort of my idea of uh I don't think I approve of this woman coming in and interloping on my territory, so how would I indicate that?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, there's nothing quite like sarcastic slow clapping to get your point
2: across. <laughs> Grudging,
0: displeased the applause. So,
1: because Mr. Sunshine has been a very intimidating figure, but a silent one throughout the majority of the season so far, this episode must have also been a lot of fun to actually have other other people to interact with in, um, in like, a verbal sense, to actually have some lines.
2: It's true, yeah. It is the first time you got to hear me speak. Um, I think we hear me speak only once more throughout the season. I'm... I- can't be sure of that. It all blurs together after a while, you know. Um, but yeah, it was, to, to finally, because a lot of the work, obviously, for my scenes, I was alone on set with just other, you know, the crew. Um, so it was nice to have other people finally to be interacting with.
1: Well, if there's anybody that understands that, it was definitely the the crew you were playing, or the, the cast members you were playing off of this time around, because that's usually the sort of state they're in as well. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're always isolated off there in Alaska. The irony was the day we shot that scene, we were supposed to be in Alaska, so I was dressed in two parkas, but we were actually in Spokane on a 100-degree day. Oh! Ugh! <laughs>
0: uh. Ouch! Suffer for the craft! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. What's your inspiration for the role? They told you to be sinister. What do you personally bring into that?
2: Well, you know, I'm actually, a lot of people would find it ironic because I'm actually one of the nicest people you could actually meet in life. I'm I'm a lot of fun and I'm pretty easygoing, but I've always enjoyed playing villain roles for some <laughs> reason. I think we all, you know, we all have a dark side, that we, if we're civilized human beings, we try to keep in check. I don't think we're seeing a lot of that in recent months. But (laughs) (laughs) in a civil society, we we try to keep that sort of, you know, under wraps. But so when you finally get permission to play a role in a safe zone where you know what you're doing, you're not actually hurting anybody, it's always fun to let that out a little bit and let your hair down as it were.
0: Yeah, playing villains is always fun. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, Robert
1: England said something similar about playing Freddy Krueger, where it's just, uh, every, anybody you ask, he's the nicest guy in the world, but then, like, you watch the movie and you're like, uh,
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to work with him. Those are, that's some of my favorite series as well, Nightmare on M Street. Um I don't really know where it comes from. I get, well, I no, that's not true. I think just as, as any good actor, you you need to have observation skills. So I've viewed a lot of evil people in my life. I've known a lot of uh, <laughs> awful people, as we all have. So, you know, you just examine. and I think that the trick about playing somebody evil is you still have to find their truth. Yeah. Um you can't play them with any kind of judgment. So obviously I had very little to work with uh initially going in because I just I got the script a week at a time. So the first script I got was just the dinner scene. So I had no dialogue or background or anything to work with. So I kind of just asked questions on set of writers and producers and whatnot of what is this guy about, what's the story, and then from there I went home after my first day of shooting. Um, and wrote myself a backstory just so I would have some kind of foundation for me to be working from. Um,
0: I would be really interested to see that after the season was over. Oh, absolutely.
2: Maybe I'll publish my backstory.
0: My or something. <laughs> the untold story of Mr. Sunshine. Although,
1: although talking about That's that, true. because you were finding out more about this character as the, as the season progressed, did you sort of look at him as the sort of villain who looks at himself as the hero of his own story? Or do you look at him more as like the type of villain who really revels in the evil that he is no doubt up to?
2: Well, I would have to say i I would have to say, I view him as the hero of his own story. Um, and that will make sense later on. Uh, I think, well, and I think that anytime you play a villain, I don't think anybody who's evil or doing evil things is consciously evil. I don't think that people wake up in the morning and say, who can I destroy today? <laughs> I think there has to, or at least that's not a very interesting motivation. I think you have to find something within yourself. So certainly with, when I was writing my backstory, I came up with a motivation for myself of what made this guy this way in this moment. How did he, well, and number one, how did he survive the apocalypse?
0: Yeah. Um,
2: you know, I don't think that Mr. Sunshine, if he had not been a scientist with his laboratory skills and being of some use to Zona, I don't know that he would have survived the apocalypse. Probably would have gotten eaten right away or, or something Um So I think he's probably developed skills over time. I think anybody who survived a zombie apocalypse has probably had to do some pretty horrendous things and found some survival skills. But I was in a pretty cushy situation on Zona for a while. Um, But of course, now that we're out of Zona, clearly I do have some survival skills. I've managed to surround myself with minions
0: (laughs) to protect me
2: if nothing else.
0: (laughs) Minions are a good survival skill.
1: That's right. <laughs> now, maybe maybe this is delving a little bit into spoiler territory. So, if it is, don't worry about answering it. But at this point in time, do we know if Mr. Sunshine knows what's become of Zona or is he has he been has he not had the chance to return um since he initially left at the beginning of the season?
2: Um I don't think it's giving away anything to say. I think he does know. I think that's why he was on the helicopter. Well, there's actually a a brief scene that got deleted um, Mm -hmm. initially at the end of episode two when Warren and Murphy jump into the helicopter. We initially saw me in that, but for time constraints, we ended up cutting that scene, didn't film it. So I think based on that, yes, I knew what was going on. I knew that it was going to fall apart, and I made my escape in a timely fashion. Um, Okay. But I can't say anything beyond that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Keep watching. Keep watching. (laughs) Hashtag Renew Z Nation.
2: That's that's right.
0: And I'm curious as to your opinion on this, because you wrote a backstory for this character. Do you think that he had the same, let's say, moral leanings before the apocalypse? Or do you think the apocalypse just kind of rewrote his sense of morality?
2: i think I think it's the latter I think that he was a very different person before the apocalypse, nice. and he's done what's necessary to survive um in my personal backstory, and I don't know if this plays into the show at all, but just for my personal information, I had my own agenda um, avenging someone else Ooh. um I don't know that I don't know that that plays into the story at all. I don't think that the scriptwriters picked any of that up, so that's just what I was working from.
0: yeah, but we're still super interested in hearing your headcanon. cannon
2: all <laughs> uh, right, right <laughs> well, oddly enough it, it, my this is gonna seem odd, but my backstory sort of sprang out of I was driving home, I commute from Seattle, so I had just one day of shooting my first week, so I drove in filmed and then drove home the following day and it's about a four and a half hour drive between Seattle and Spokane so I stopped in this little town called Roslyn, Washington where Northern Exposure was filmed, Um, stopped for lunch and they just happened to have a street fair going on that day and I came across a ring at one of the booths that just spoke to me. It just spoke of Mr. Sunshine (laughs) and I took that ring as inspiration and used that as a my totem. I actually wear the ring throughout the season, although you never see it because it's under the gloves, but (laughs) I adopted it as my character totem for the season. Nice.
1: That's awesome. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, like, just, again, those little, it's those little touches where you never, you never actually see them on camera, but they bring something in terms of the performance. That's something that you're carrying with you, and that's really cool.
2: Right. Right, because I think that, uh, well, I know for me personally, I often carry something, you know, that means something to me. Or I'll wear a piece of clothing, you know, that carries me through the day or something. And so I find that inspiring to do that with my characters whenever possible, if I can find a personal totem for them.
0: If you wouldn't mind sharing, what's the ring look like?
2: Well, it's interesting. I mean, it probably wouldn't have looked great on camera. It's actually made out of a collector's spoon handle. Um, So at the top, at the top of it, it's got this intimidating-looking eagle, uh, and in its talons, it's holding this banner that says Ohio, which (laughs) is the state I happen to be born in, Um, and then just below that is this sunshine bursting from behind these mountains, so it was... You know, you could wear it, depending on how you wear it, you could either display the eagle, where it would have looked like an intimidating insignia ream or you can actually feel the truth of it, which is it's really about the sunshine.
0: That's incredible. I know. That is. I know that's weird. And no, yes, voodoo, that is perfect. Uh, stuff, but...
1: <laughs> no, that's perfect. And again, we, when you only have look intimidating to go off of, you have to create a backstory. You have to bring in outside things if you want to give a good performance.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I had to come up with how did I survive the apocalypse? What is it that keeps me going? Because I think... Uh, You know, I think what's incredible uh, incredible about all of these characters is that the situation is hopeless. You can't imagine that the country will ever return from this demolition. So it almost seems like the logical choice would just be to give up, but something keeps these people going. They want to continue, whether they reestablish civilization as we know it or start something new, who knows? But they're not willing to just give up. So I think anybody that you see in this show, you have to ask what keeps them going. So that's what I wrote into my backstory: what what is my motivation to keep going on when it would just be easier to give up?
1: i'd love to dig into that oh my god yes so we have a question on twitter from Lori h and again we don't want any spoilers but this is a question that's to to everybody here uh on the show do you think the black rainbow is a gas or virus or something even more apocalyptic than the z virus And obviously, Mr. Sunshine, we don't want to know what the actual answer is. But when you were initially looking at the script and you hear there's just this crazy black rainbow in this insane dream sequence, did you have any thoughts or hypotheses on what it might have been?
2: Well, you know, when I look at the image, it it seems to be alive. You know, it doesn't seem to be a stagnant it's not like a rainbow in the sky that's just prismatic light, you know. It seems to be moving. So I don't think of it as being inorganic. I don't know that I think of it as a gas either, though. It almost almost looks like it's elements of something else. If you really look at it, the way that it moves and weaves, it's almost like a flock of birds although you know i don't i don't have that information but um that's just what it reminds me of
0: yeah. i always kind of saw it as an arc of uh animated corpses yeah like it an, looks an like a of- whole uh, bunch of dead people <laughs> that may or uh, may not still right. be dead
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of looking at those two descriptions, um, I'm kind of reminded of, you know how ants will work together and they'll create bridges yeah. and like um, ways of being able to float on top of water and everything like that. That's kind of like talking mm-hmm. about it in these terms. I'm thinking at it. I'm like, that's it sounds like something, you know, a colony of ants would do to get from one point to another. But yeah, it does look like. At least to us, um, you know, in the way that it looks on the show, it does look like an arc of corpses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, But one thing about Black Rainbow that we that we see is that it's a real life government project that Mr. Sunshine has stolen all of the data from Northern Lights on.
0: I'm going to be a little Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to specify that a little bit. It's not real life, but it was a thing in the show. <laughs> right, right. I mean, in well, the show. it I know, is real. But you wa- know someone was going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I said it before anyone else did. <laughs> Just, yeah. No, we don't have NSA secrets here. What are you talking about? Huh? Yeah, but, so
1: yeah, that's, that's a huge That's terrifying. But um, but it's great for Warren because she's basically been validated. That's true.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has been. I know. I, I think it's been interesting to watch you through the season because you don't know—is she just losing her mind? What have they done to her? in Zona, um, I mean, it's. I just think the whole first episode is so bizarre when she wakes up in that Barbie doll costume. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Ugh,
0: thank you. She's like well.
1: It was That's so, a
2: cushy coma, isn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was so unsettling with the perfect pedicure and everything, too. Ugh. This is not what coma patients look like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just everything about Zona was unsettling. And the fact that we, I think it was at the end of episode one, got that scene of Mr. Sunshine experimenting on a zombie hand, putting something in that glass box, and then it just burning up. Like, oh, that bodes well. <laughs>
2: right, you're right. That's a, that's a, yeah, that was a fun scene. Um, and actually, oddly enough, the, uh, the cocoon that she burst from when we were filming was actually standing behind me in that scene. It's oh. the same set. <laughs> so I got to see the cocoon. It was pretty awesome looking. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, well, I think that that black gas that I was using on the hand. Might be a clue. I don't know if I can say anything beyond that.
0: <laughs> don't don't worry about it.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. We
1: have another discussion topic uh, from Alicia Perez on Twitter. Uh, why do we think Warren is having visions of the Black Rainbow? Is it because she's the one who's supposed to stop it? Now, there's a good question because we know Zona did something to her, and whether or not Mister mm-hmm. Sunshine sort of had a hand in that is up for debate, I feel.
0: I really do Mm -hmm. think that she's a sleeper agent.
1: And that's terrible,
0: but I do... Because of that whole bit we saw a couple episodes ago with her going into the scientist's lab and having all the codes and grabbing something, and she doesn't know what it is, she doesn't know what it's for, but she's following these visions. So I wouldn't be surprised if... Zona had programmed something into her to gather needed supplies for the rest of this in the event that things went to hell or they got out or whatever, but that the visions are her subconscious going, ah, uh, hello, there's a problem.
2: Well, I think it's interesting. A lot of times before she goes into a vision, you'll notice that she's, she's repeating an action that's going on in the vision, and there was... A, I think it might have been episode one, um, there's at one point, because I remember having a discussion with Kalia early on about this, about what's going on, are we connected somehow? Because there was a moment where she was repeating the hand motions that I was making when I put the canisters in, in the machine in episode one. So, yeah, I, I can't say too much beyond that, but I, I know that in our discussion we were talking about if it's a spiritual thing, are you psychically connected with people, are you having visions, um, and I know she came up with an answer for herself, and I can't say too much beyond that without giving away, I, it's just going to be a... Keep watching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hashtag Grunuzi <laughs> <Renewsie>
1: Nation. <laughs> um, I uh-huh. I do wanna I do wanna point out that um this uh, this episode also sees the return of another very much beloved character, Citizen Z Simon. Finally Hallelujah. returns <laughs> after being gone all season, and. Uh, right. I was super excited to see him, but I wanted to ask um, I wanted to go ahead and pose the question out there. Do we think this is a little bit of a letdown? Because as great as it is to see that him this was the opportunity to see him actually go out and interact with the rest of the world and instead he's right back at Northern
0: Lights. Well, he knew where he mm-hmm. needed to be and he knew that Kyle was pregnant. I mean, priorities. So, I don't really blame him for that
1: no i don't right
2: well well, yeah because i i think you know that's his that's his home base i think um you know right now we live in a world we have large communities of hundreds and hundreds of people we could maybe at the drop of a hat call any number of a dozen friends and go out for coffee but that's not the world they live in anymore and They're physically isolated because, well, I believe it's established there in Alaska, correct? So if everybody else is down in the lower 48 and there's no public transportation anymore, you can either spend several months hoping you might catch (laughs) up with the other people or you can go back to what's the known entity where your wife and your, your kid are. So I think it makes perfect sense that that would be his choice.
0: Well, and we know that the plane crashed. Yeah. So that was their method of travel, and that obviously gave out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we also know on a um, production level that DJ Qualls is a very busy human being.
2: <laughs> so, yes. Having yes. him in to interact well, I, with everyone, I, do know that, yeah. I do know that we shot, um, those scenes were out of sequence, because I know that he was, he's also in uh, Man in the High Castle. mm mm-hmm. um, and I think that his shooting schedule was coming up, so he kind of had to. They had to kind of shoot in his window of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So that might be part of it. It might be <laughs> logistics more than plot points, you know.
0: But I think they made the plot work really well to suit the logistics.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, I, feel I think
2: that's always a challenge for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like a, a good portion of any given show, not just Z Nation is production constraints and given what this show has to work with all the time uh the fact that they put out a show with which is as you know of the quality that it is is amazing oh yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: so I we do should
0: probably talk about was, the episode. I was gonna say I do wanna
1: <laughs> wanna switch gears a little bit to talk about the other portion of the episode. Um, uh, do we have any other final comments on the Zona attack slash Northern Lights portion of the episode?
0: I was just really amused with the banter between Kaya and Simon. Like, I didn't want you to think that it was a passive aggressive thing because you'd left me for two years. And just like, <laughs> just I was in yeah. a parka. <laughs> That all just made me very happy.
1: Uh, Yeah, they have wonderful chemistry together, (laughs) so it's nice to see them on screen together again.
2: Yeah, it's true.
1: All right, let's go ahead and uh, bring it on over to the the newscaster things, both of the past and the present. I just saw
0: your notes. (laughs) Carly's no good, very bad day. (laughs) I mean, that's what it was. That's what it was. Oh, all we're missing is the terrible horrible
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, That's amazing. That that was for after the, the helicopter went down. <laughs> that was terrible and horrible. <laughs> um but yeah, I feel like we 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 live in Hollywood and Michael, you're an actor. Like we we all work in entertainment in some regard. And I really mm-hmm. felt for Carly in oh this my God, episode. Yes. All she wants to do is an opportunity to prove herself and be a professional and really excel in her career. And she gets nothing but talked down to. And the only person who believes in
0: her is the intern. And, yeah. Honestly, I think the worst person in that scenario was the other host. Like, everyone seemed fairly chill with her. <laughs> and then just that one guy was just the worst human on the planet. And everyone in the newsroom seemed to agree about that. Oh, Mr. Emmy winner's coming in. Oh, this. Oh, that. Like, everyone knows he's terrible, but he's good at his job, so we're keeping him for now. It's just like, oh, how many people like that do we know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I thought it was a brilliant episode, and I, yeah, I agree with you. I just really felt for Carly, even you know when I got the script, even though I wasn't in those scenes. I read the whole script. and I thought this is a great episode. Um, oh yeah, and it, you just really root for her, and I just it, the ending was just so heartbreaking to me.
0: The yeah. idea
2: of of her escaping and then. Nope. You know, dying alone on that roof by yourself. So sad.
0: <laughs> For, <laughs> and we saw, like, in the very beginning, well, we had that wonderful, beautiful cold open about the world needs more puppies and kittens, and we oh just my
2: lost it at that point <laughs> because that was
0: incredible. But during the cold open, during that scroll, uh, one of the things, the things we saw was broken rotor blades from a helicopter shoved into the windshield of a car. So they'd already laid the groundwork that the helicopter had gone down. But 52 minutes Mm -hmm. later, we don't remember that. We just really want her to get out of there. And so when she...
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, so when she showed up as a zombie at the end like the both of us were watching it we both went oh no well we, we so
2: poor Carly <laughs> we yeah. sat
1: here going like oh you know her back is to the door um, the zombies are going to break through the barricade and she's going to get attacked by the zombies but then we cut back to the present and the barricade is still intact and so for a hot second I'm like maybe she, she got made it. away she made it. and she, she ended up going to Zona and is working with Mr. Sunshine and and then, and then, two seconds later, her reanimated corpse walks across the screen, and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh,
2: I know. Uh, Billy Jean. She didn't even. She, yeah, she. You know, it's kind of sad too because she didn't even get to get eaten by zombies or anything. She, she, no. You just know that she died of starvation up there on the roof, some you know, over some horrible long process, and Ew. then just turned because of whatever the virus does. Oh, uh, yeah. She she was a great actress, too. I don't know who she was. I hadn't seen her before.
0: Oh, she's fantastic. Uh, Billie Jean Girl in chat says, Carly is that girl in a horror movie that you know is going to die. She was the final girl for a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes right, yes. right, she was. Even with the terrible plan of let's make the hallway slippery for zombies using the hand soap <laughs> in the bathroom. But you really can't blame <laughs> her because this is day one of the apocalypse and no one is used to this yet. Uh... Alicia Perez
1: right. on uh, on Twitter um, says this gif was my reaction to the news girl Carly. Poor girl. And it's a gif of uh, from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, honey.
0: Oh. the... That's, that's,
1: <laughs> I feel like that sums it up for sure. Um, but that this whole plot line was so well constructed. I am a sucker for past and present parallel storytelling and this episode mm-hmm. nailed it oh in my that God, regard. Yes. Um in terms of pacing and in terms of editing and transitions It was just spectacular to see the, you know, even in the camera movements, like leading into the transitions, there's so much thought and effort that goes into a story like that. So I I was thoroughly impressed.
0: Oh, yeah, this was incredibly well put together. And like I said at the top, this was a joy to watch. Like we knew it was going to end in tragedy, but it still made us hope for that last few minutes. And it was it was just a lot of fun. Was a really really good Z Nation episode. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm also a sucker, and not just with Z Nation, but with other shows where there is an inciting incident that completely changes the world. I'm always interested in hearing the "Where were you when it happened?" storylines, um, yeah. and that's mm-hmm. basically the premise of this episode. It was just looking at the start of the zombie apocalypse from this local news channel's point of view, and. I love that because it's taking the macro, you know, issue of the zombie apocalypse and narrowing it down to this very micro, microcosm. And I love that. So I want to ask the both of you, what other sort of, where would it, like, if we could look at any given point in time, anywhere on the earth, when the zombie apocalypse actually
0: happened, where would you want to see? How's Australia doing? (laughs) I kid you not. I absolutely kid you not. I want a zombie kangaroo. Those things are terrifying when they're alive. (laughs) Now people are like, "Kangaroos scary," and I'm like, "Friends, they will kick you so hard. They can kill a man." (laughs) Give me the zombie emus. The emus have already won a war once. (laughs) How
1: about you? Look it up. How about you, Michael? What 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 story would you want to see about the day the zombie apocalypse happened?
2: Gosh, you know, I'd almost like to see, I'd almost like to see an isolated community that's cut off from the rest of the world. What happens when they lose touch? You know, if they don't get attacked by the virus, say an island, let's say Hawaii, for instance, or someplace that maybe is immune for a while. What would happen to them when all of a sudden the rest of the world stops communicating and they don't have any idea of what happens, what had happened to everybody? And what did they do to find out the answer and get back in touch? I think that would be kind of a compelling, compelling thing to watch.
1: Yeah, that that would. that would be interesting, especially if they actually do find out about what is happening to the world before it actually starts happening there, because then it's only a matter of time. Or do they not realize right. until
0: until it's too late? Or did they pull a Madagascar right. and shut down everything, and then they're fine? I played a lot of Pandemic a few years (laughs) ago. Um,
2: Because because I'm also not sure. I mean, it seems to me that the virus has mutated over the, the last several seasons when in the first season... I don't know. I don't remember how. Did you have to get bitten in order to turn? Or have you always been able to just turn as soon as you died? I'm I'm forgetting now.
0: You've always been able to turn as soon as you died. And the reason I remember this is that cannibal episode because they were keeping people alive. Mm -hmm. That thing is burned into my brain, you guys. I love that that's (laughs) how you remember
1: it. The way I remember it is they actually had a Romero conversation in like episode... 2? Yeah. <laughs> Where they straight up say, mm-hmm. yeah, Romero rules. <laughs> <That> <laughs> if might you die, been, you become a zombie. <laughs>
0: that might have been episode 3. Because that was also when we did the uh, Philadelphia, the bell bowling. Yep. A, a lot pal. of things happened in the cannibal episode. <laughs> 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 things I will remember forever.
1: I'm sitting here going, oh yeah, it's, it's you know, talking about George Romero <laughs> that <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and there's...
0: <laughs> what I really liked about This episode is that we have one hat. Well, it's kind of in thirds, but the one third of it that we have that's in the present with Operation Bite Mark is here's part of our continuing story. But the third of it that we have in the past is a contained 20 minute horror movie. And it's Mm -hmm. just. I'm just so impressed with how well that's put together. With the setup, with the, oh, the plane crash went down. Here's our live reporter at the scene. We brought him back. You can see him turning on camera, which is just horrifying and awkward and such a good process to watch. Like, like, wow. It
1: could have been
0: its own movie. It really could
1: have. And it's fascinating and compelling enough to have been its own movie. And we get a condensed 20 minute horror movie and it was awesome yeah um but one thing that we kind of see is that murphy's having a grand old time <laughs> film at 11 <laughs> oh my gosh do we think that murphy missed his calling yes <laughs> you
2: have- as far as that as, as as far as being a news broadcaster <laughs>
1: yes. yeah absolutely
2: oh well i think murphy murphy's just missed his calling all all over i think he's you know he's been a kind of guy that's tried to take the easy way out and just causes so much more trouble for himself if he had just been more disciplined to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> he could have maybe been a brilliant, you know, instead of some petty criminal or whatever. Um, uh, but I, I I like the way Murphy's character has grown over the years. He was so reprehensible at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so entitled, and I think that we're starting to see such a great humanity in him now. And Keith brings that out so beautifully. The episode with Lucy, oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. was just just heartbreaking. Um, and I think that the camaraderie that's developed between he and Warren—you know—it was an uneasy an uneasy alliance where it was based on mutual need, but I think they've actually grown and become fond of each other in a begrudging kind of way over the years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so not- I, I don't know. I think that he's always had aspirations. It's just the whole season where he became king of the zombies, he's always wanted to be more than what he is.
0: Now but then s- he committed mail fraud. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have been an yeah. announcer, but I <laughs> committed mail fraud. Like, dude. <laughs> that would have been the story of your life had the apocalypse not occurred
1: but uh, kind of tied into that though um we have another question on twitter as to whether or not we think murphy's getting a little bit of his mojo back
0: oh absolutely
1: definitely a moment where he does seem to have a connection albeit brief with one of the zombies
0: i feel like we're kind Mm -hmm. of back in season one territory With this, in that he's able to get the zombie's attention and kind of pull it off of Doc long enough for Doc to mercy it, but we're definitely not in the, hey, you go there, do that thing stage yet. And who knows if we'll ever get back to that. Yeah. What
2: I... Uh, Well, I think, you know, when uh, just the last thing Lucy said to him was, I can feel you again. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. clearly her cure has given him back a bit of that zombie bloodline that he needs, but I think it's probably just developing again, so it's in its earlier stages, so it has to grow again. Um, But I think that that's probably going to become I mean, I don't know, because I, I wasn't in those scenes, but I would imagine that's probably going to become a, a greater power for him again. You can't have nobody being able to, to communicate with zombies, can you? Somebody has to be able to be the zombie whisperer. Maybe <laughs>
1: it's maybe Warren. It's a tenant of the
0: show at this point.
1: Um, I, I, will t- I will voice one of my concerns, is whether or not, like, if he is getting his powers back, whether or not that's going to take a physical toll on him like it did with lucy
0: i would not be probably not in the same capacity because lucy was born with them and worked a little bit differently yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if it showed up with some form of cost
1: yeah i i agree wholeheartedly with great power great responsibility and all that
0: although i doubt he'll ever become blue again because the whole point of making him not blue was to keep him out of the four-hour sit in the makeup chair like i don't think we're going back down that route well,
1: we are running a little bit short on time. We we are sort of wrapping up for the evening. Michael, do you have any final thoughts on this episode, or um, do you have anything you want to say to the fans of Z Nation about you know getting to play Mr. Sunshine on the show?
2: Oh well, it's just been a real treat, and it uh, you know everybody was so lovely. Um, I mean, on a personal on uh, a personal basis, it was just a great environment and a great cast to be working with, and a great crew, so um, I, I hope they'll invite me back someday if I survive the season, which of course, you know, just keep watching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Renewsie Nation. <laughs> well, but uh,
1: again, cannot thank you enough for, for taking the time to join us tonight. Uh, this has been so, so much fun. Um, do you have any final questions, Katie?
0: Um, I don't think I do. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: All right. Uh, We'll go ahead and let you go before we get into predictions. Oh, wait. Real real quick, real quick. Um, Do you have any other projects that you're working on that you can tell us about?
2: Uh, well, I'm actually, um, I'm predominantly a theater actor, so if you're in the Seattle area, uh, I am opening a show this Friday called Ham for the Holidays, Hamchurian Candidate.
0: Oh, my God. A, oh, my God. It's
2: a sketch comedy show, so you'll be uh, seeing in a very different vein than Mr. Sunshine that plays at Act Theater. We open November 30th and play through December 17th. And then coming up in February at Theater 912 in Seattle, I'll be in a Pirandello play, a new adaptation called You're Right, If You Think You Are. Ooh. All right. And if you want to see me on screen, I'm in uh, 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 briefly in episode three of a web series available on Amazon called The Scottish Play.
1: Ooh. Ooh. That sounds fun. Is that available Mm -hmm. right now?
2: It is available right now. That's fantastic. On Amazon. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, wonderful. Again, thank you so much. Where can people go if they want to keep up with you, all your upcoming projects and shows?
2: I'm on Twitter at MOAX14, or you can find me on Facebook, Michael.Oaks.14.
1: Well, again, cannot say thank you enough. It has been an absolute pleasure getting to chat with you tonight.
2: You too. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening.
2: You too. Bye now.
1: Bye. Bye. All right. Uh, Let's go ahead and delve into some real quick rapid fire predictions. Who would have known that Mr. Sunshine was so nice? I know, right? He was cool. That was, re- that was really awesome. Playing the name straight as opposed to
0: <laughs> terrifying.
1: <laughs> For sure. Okay, so in the next episode, it looks like some familiar faces are back uh, <laughs> to go and see the demon barber of Fleet Street? Question I line? guess.
0: <laughs> Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd, Zeni Todd. Oh, ah. I hate you. Oh. <laughs> no, you don't. This is why you keep me.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have a little priest. Have a little priest. Is, is it very good? So it's too good at least. Have a little Doc? <laughs> ah, no! <laughs> if Doc dies, we riot. Yeah. <laughs> well, point being... Well, when you
0: say it, it becomes one of those fan movements.
1: I, I gotta say, I am really looking forward to seeing Sketchy and Skeezy. It's, yes. you know, the last time we saw them, it was the election episode, and any time we get to see them, it is an absolute freaking treat. Hopefully so. this
0: one will hurt a little less. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh. That one hurts
1: real bad in hindsight. It was a
0: real good episode, but man. Uh.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, final thoughts?
0: This was such a good episode. I just, I cannot get over how good this episode was. Definitely Same my here. favorite of the season so far. For sure. I'm uh, definitely in my top five of the series.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely in my... I want to say top five. Uh, it may very well be number three. I know what my number one and number two are. What are they? Um, the food bar episode and mm. uh, the first episode of season two. Okay. Where it was yeah. basically no dialogue at all running. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but yeah, this one I want to say is number three. All right. Favorite episode of the series so far. All I would right. have to go
0: back and skim through to get my top five list. It's been <laughs> it's been many an episode.
1: Uh, I'm sure uh, the Cheese Wheel is, episode is up there. Um, Actually,
0: the one with the uh, Russian astronaut is pretty far that up there, too.
1: fantastic. And mm-hmm. Connor was so great. Oh, my God, uh, yes. He was fabulous. But anyway. Anyway, guys, thank you guys so, so much for watching. If you haven't already done so, please go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you, and it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on, and we'll give you a special shout-out on the show. No new comments this week, but guys, do keep in mind that iTunes takes a couple days to update, so please go leave a comment. It is... Fantastic! You guys are fantastic. Katie, where can people
0: go if they want to keep up with you? You can follow me all over the social medias, as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaj. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. A lot of my shows have ended or are on hiatus, but we do have Ruby on Wednesday, so that is going to be super fun. Be sure to
1: follow Michelle Cullen at Michelle underscore Cullen and I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TheMenguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back later this week and I'm Woo! so excited. I write articles for the movie chick. That's chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to also check out season two of The Shadow Radio Recreation where I do the voice of Margot Lane. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. We will see you all next time.